0: My name is Jenny Hinchcliffe, and this is Senders Receive, a podcast about mail, art, and the people who make it happen. Broadcasting from beautiful San Francisco while bringing you stories and experiences of postal moderns and mail art mavens. Let's go ahead and bring on the show. Hello, Senders Receive listeners. I'm so glad you could join me today for this solo episode where I'll be talking about some of my favorite reference books. If you're anything like me, you love books. And if you listen to this podcast, you probably really love books about mail art, (laughs) the postal system, and inspiring artists. So for this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple of my favorite books about mail art. So I'm really excited. This will be, you know, kind of a more informal solo show. So last week... I asked Senders Receive Instagram followers to suggest books that they wanted to hear more about. And I have to tell you, I received a fantastic response from everyone. So thank you to everybody who uh, took the time, typed a comment, and chimed in because your ideas were fantastic. And I'm really excited to discuss some of the books that you suggested. And so there were so many great asks that I'm going to actually do a part two for this episode. So for today, I'll just cover, you know, three books, and then I'll do another three or four, and then another three or four as we kind of move along through the podcast. So also, Instagram listener for my collage, <laughs> hey William. Also had a great suggestion, and I love this suggestion so much. So William asked if it would be possible to create an open list online that is a running tab of all the books that people discuss on Senders Receive. And I think this is such a great idea. <laughs> like, I love the idea of uh, listeners contributing to you know this document and that it can be kind of like this organic, always growing thing. And that, you know, it's open so people can jump in, they can look at it, they can add to it, Um, especially mail art books, because it's kind of difficult to find out information about other mail art books. So I love this idea. I'm going to figure it out in the next week or so. And then I'll let everyone know once the list goes live. So I'll post the information on Instagram. And that's where you can uh, kind of stay tuned for an announcement. So before I dive right in to the book reviews, I'll just let everyone know that in the show notes I'll include the names and titles of the books that I talk about, and I'll also list my favorite online resources for finding used books. You know, sometimes we don't like to shop with the big giant, as I sometimes refer to them. I'll give you a few alternatives to seeking out used books that I've always had good luck with. So that being said, (laughs) wow, I just, I just gave everybody a lot of information. Um, all right. So that being said, I'm just going to actually jump right into the first book, which was suggested by RF Cote, Reg Circular 132. He asked about the book, well, he said that one of his all-time favorite books, he had two all-time favorites, and the first was Chuck Welch's Eternal Network, which has been getting a lot of love on this podcast lately, but his other big favorite is a book called Hand Illustrated Postal Envelopes by David Swales, and I have to agree with Reg, this book is fantastic. (laughs) It's a little known book. Um, I feel like people don't know about it as much as they should. But if you're interested at all in decorated envelopes, you're a person who likes to draw or create beautiful drawings or incorporate postage stamps into those drawings on the outsides of envelopes, this is a fantastic book for you. It has great photos. The items are real size. There's lots of examples of envelopes that have illustrations on them. Um, You know, it gives a really nice historical overview starting with the 19th century. So, you know, there's examples of early Mulready envelopes. Um, The history goes, you know, up through the mid 20th century. So there's lots of World War I and II decorated covers from soldiers. I'm quickly just sort of flipping through here. There's a lot of political hand-drawn envelopes, which is pretty great. Uh, Things by the author himself, so David Swales, has uh, done many of the illustrations, decorated envelopes in the book. And again, like I said, part of what's really nice is that the... Images are all full size, so you get a really good idea of, of the drawings on the envelopes and how they're done, whether they're watercolor, whether they're colored pencil, whether they're pen and ink. So that's, that's really great. And one of the cool things is that Swales, David Swales, provides guidelines and tips for creating your own hand-illustrated envelopes and also design considerations uh, to think about when you're working you know, with an envelope. So he mentions in the book that he actually works flat on the table. He makes his own envelopes. He cuts out a shape from a template and then he does the design work on that template before he folds up the envelope, which I think is a very cool and smart. It's a really efficient way of working. And we referred to this book a lot when we were working on Good Mail Day. It was really kind of a guiding star book for us. And he's he's very generous with his knowledge. This is a well-written book. It's, it's an enjoyable read. And so I would encourage everyone um, to, uh, you know, have a copy on their bookshelf. So the second book that I'm going to talk about is... Called, here it is right here. You should see what I have going on right now. I have a big stack of books right in front of the microphone, and I'm kind of juggling a couple different things and I'm trying not to knock things over. So, the next book I'm talking about is called Anna Banana 45 Years of Fooling Around with Anna Banana, and it's edited by Michelle Jacques. Uh, This is a book that was published in 2015. Uh, It was published at the same time of Anna's retrospective show that took place in Canada. Uh, And for some of you who may not know about Anna, she really is, you know, one of the originators. She's one of the original movers and shakers in the scene. She's a Canadian artist. She's known for her performance art, her writing, her work as a small press publisher, her mail art, her artist stamps, and she really uh, pioneered artist stamp work. And among her artist stamp projects, uh, she is known for doing the perforating for the popular Griffin and Sabine books. So she worked with Chronicle Books early on and uh, made that happen. So she's been prominent in the male art movement since the 70s. As a publisher, Anna launched Vile Magazine and her Banana Rag newsletter, which some listeners may remember. Uh, Banana Rag later turned into Artist Stamp News in the mid-90s. So the Retrospective catalog and the Retrospective opened at the Art Gallery of Greater Victoria and Open Space Arts Society in 2015. Then it traveled to Pratt Institute in 2016. So I want to Let Senders Receive listeners know about this exhibition catalog because it's beautifully produced. It's an incredible tribute to one of the original movers and shakers in the mail art scene. Uh, It has wonderful photos and essays. It's incredibly comprehensive, and it's still readily available via online resellers and retailers. I marked a page here that I I want to read to you guys uh, partially because it talks a little bit about Anna's work um, in the mid seventies, the early seventies and when she was in San Francisco. So uh, that is a particular time that, you know, I'm really interested in, uh, in Anna's career because she, she was here. She made so much happen. She worked with so many artists of the time. So um, this sort of paragraph talks about her arriving to live in San Francisco in 1973. And Anna has said, I felt like I'd died and gone to heaven. Here I was in the middle of a group of artists who were all doing mail art, little publications, and Dada-esque public events. While the artists making up the community the Banana encountered there had diverse interests and motivations, they clearly shared an attraction to self-publishing. Of the artists, in her immediate circle, Monty Cazaza was editing Nitrous Oxide, Patricia Tavner published Mail Order Art, Tim Mancusi was producing the New York Correspondence School Weekly Breeder, which had been passed to him from its originator, Ken Friedman, Bill Gaglione was putting out Dada zine, and Chick Chickadell was producing West Bay Dadaist, later renamed Quaz. Opal Nations was printing Strange Feces, and Irene Dogmatic published Insult. All of these publications, which used the do-it-yourself publishing methods of zine culture, were sold in local music and alternative bookshops and had far-reaching distribution through the International mail Art Network. So I really, <laughs> I really love that description, not only of San Francisco in 1973 and what was going on, but I'm also really uh, delighted by the list of people who were publishing and working and making things happen um, here in San Francisco. You know, um, many of those names are well-known Patricia Tavner, Irene Dogmatic, uh, you know, Bill Gaglione, Tim Mancusi, and they all have long, you know, beautiful histories with the city. So I can't recommend this book enough. If you love artist stamps, there are so many fabulous examples. Um, There are great examples also of Anna's decorated envelopes. There are examples of the performance and uh, small press publication projects. She was part of Uh, Artist stamp news. You can get a really good idea of what that looks like. If you haven't seen one in person and just, tons of like really wonderful photos from events, from performances. If you know Anna or if you want to know more about her work and you don't currently have this volume, I would definitely encourage you to pick up a copy. It's well worth it. And so the last book I'm going to talk about is a longtime favorite of mine, um, an artist that I really admire, whose work is really beautiful. His name is Donald Evans. The book is called "The World of Donald Evans and it's by Willie Eisenhardt. And a little bit about Evans, for those of you who don't know him, he made beautifully watercolored artist stamps. And so he was an American artist. He was known for creating his hand-painted stamps of fictional countries. Um, Tragically, he died in a fire in the Netherlands in 1977. Um, As a child, Evans painted and collected stamps. But (laughs) as often happens, in his teens, he sort of set it aside. Um, You know, it was... It became a non-priority, and so he sort of, you know, set aside the making and drawing of, of stamps from fictional countries. But when he graduated from college, that was in 1971, he graduated from Cornell University. He'd been trained as an architectural designer, and he picked up the practice, once again, of drawing and painting these stamps from fictional countries that he made up. Over time, he made up 42 different fictional countries and made commemoratives, stamps, uh, from each of those countries. And so a little bit about his uh, way of working, it's pretty fantastic, actually. And the book goes into this in some detail. Evans would usually trace each stamp design in pencil. So he would, he would draw it, and then he, he would trace it, And then he would complete the tracing with a number two paintbrush, some watercolor, and then some pen and ink. And you can really get a good feel for this if you're looking at the illustrations in the book. Um, Again, with this book, the illustrations are all life-size. So you can see uh, for many of the artist stamps, you can see not only the individual watercolor uh, paintings with their faux cancellations, but you can see um, the envelopes and the postcards that he affixed the stamps to, which is pretty fantastic. And so he would complete his paintings, his stamp sheets, with watercolor, pen and ink, a paintbrush, and then, this is the fascinating part, (laughs) this is incredible, you guys, to make the perforations, he would continuously pound the like a period on a typewriter until it punched through the paper. But that's how he did it, which is incredible when you consider it. And so his technique was really wonderful. But then one of the other things he did was he would catalog his artist stamps. So he cataloged them in a mock um, stamp album that he called the catalog of the world. And so Um, He would carry that with him and he would show people his work. Um, And he often joked that he could carry an entire gallery exhibition under his arm because he would be carrying this stamp album um, with him. And so he did enjoy success in his lifetime. He had solo exhibitions uh, while he was in Amsterdam, in London, New York City. He had shows in Paris and Washington, D.C. But as I mentioned, he, he was in his 30s when he um, died in the Netherlands. So um, that is tragically sad. There is a little passage that I would like to read to you guys from this book as well. He had already moved to New York. He was living there in 1969. He had completed art school. He was working with an architectural firm and he was taking on side projects. So he was designing for the theater. He um, was working on various projects like Westbeth Artist Housing, which some of you may know that's in Manhattan. He worked in different Uh, urban sort of architectural and planning projects. But in his sort of studio practice, his private practice, he realized that perhaps people would be interested in looking at these, you know, small (laughs) replications of artist stamps that he was doing. And so I'm going to read this on page 15. It says, in the art world, ideas of image and scale had changed. Watercolors on small paper rectangles and typewritten catalogs weren't as weird as he had once felt them to be. Always concerned with stamps in the mail, he had met Ray Johnson and joined the New York Correspondence School. This informal group of people sent cryptic letters back and forth to one another. Donald Evans passed the letters on in envelopes he carefully decorated with his favorite American stamps. And then, in 1971, he began again to paint his own commemoratives a very few that he gave to friends. I love that story. <laughs> I love that story so much. I love it for so many reasons, and let me tell you why. <laughs> I love it because what you have is one person, Donald Evans, thinking, oh man, this thing that I do is totally weird and no one will appreciate it, But maybe, just maybe. And he goes out into the world and somehow crosses paths with Ray Johnson, another person who's like, oh man, everyone thinks that what I do is weird. And they hit it off. And suddenly Donald Evans finds himself at the New York Correspondent School with a bunch of other people who are like, man, people just think that this thing I'm doing is weird. (laughs) So... I really love that story that Evans and Ray Johnson met, that Evans was invited to the New York Correspondence School. He went and he found his people and it's still happening in the mail art scene today. And that's part of why um, I really like I keep that story in my mind when I tell people about Donald Evans. I love his work so much. It's really beautiful it's really quite calming. It's very sophisticated. It's very elegant. You know, you really, when you look at his artist stamps, you can really see that there's a care, there's attention to detail there that, um, you know, he always carried with him when he was doing this personal work. So that being said, that's my that's the third book that I was going to talk to you guys about because I wanted to keep this episode relatively, you know, kind of short and fun. I'll list these three books in the show notes. I'll put some resources for where you can find them online. And I hope that all of you will go forth and even, you know, if you don't run out and purchase these books, which is not what I'm advocating at all, You'll still uh, maybe do a little bit of internet homework. You'll see the work. You'll be inspired. So I hope that you are. <laughs> and I'll be back uh, with a part two in the next few episodes because, like I said, you guys came up with really good questions and requests for, for books. So, you know, I love talking about books. All right. Senders receive listeners. That's all I've got for now, and stay tuned for the next episode. I'll see you in two weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye! Senders Receive is recorded, edited, and hosted by Jenny Hinchcliffe, with many, many thanks to the contributors, artists, and interview subjects of Senders Receive. Our intro-outro music is by Kitsa and used as per the artist's Creative Commons terms. Additional info can be found in the show notes. If you're a mail artist or postal modern interested in being interviewed for Senders Receive, I invite you to send an email to sendersreceivepodcast at gmail.com. Keep current on new episodes at our Instagram account, at sendersreceivepodcast. That's all for now, and thanks for listening.